We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 121 of Married Millennials. We are fresh off the plane from Atlanta. Fresh, fresh, fresh off the plane. It is Monday evening. You know, typically we record Monday Monday morning, morning. but we flew out from Atlanta Monday morning. So technically we've been up since 1 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. 1.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. and it's 1.45. It was 1.45. My alarm went off at 1.30 Pacific Standard oh, Time. Oh, yeah. Correct. And then Setting I had to work a full day. Alarms. And now we out here recording. I'm telling y'all, we love y'all. Like This is what we do. We just come out here and we make it happen. And it's yeah. easy to go ahead and record in advance. But the thing I love about our show is that we record every single week. So it's topical. We can touch on new information, things that happen throughout the week. Like So much happens in a week. So to just record ahead of time, and then there just may be a lot of good information that we want to yeah. touch on that we then got to wait two weeks later, and then it doesn't relate the same way. So, boom, I mean, fresh fair. off the plane, making things happen. We still going to have a new episode for y'all. <laughs> still going to got it. Still going to got you, you Clearly, you see my, my words are a little, a little yeah, slow. For, I might for, be making some things up this episode. Forgive us if we say anything crazy. Most definitely. I don't, are we jet lagged? Is that what that is? Or is this just because of the time difference? It's and, just the like, time difference, and we had yeah. a full day and didn't really sleep much, but we're gonna sleep very well tonight, so it'll be all it'll it'll be all good. But Atlanta, I love Atlanta, man. I really really enjoy Atlanta. Every time I go to Atlanta and come back, I always feel good and be like, you know what? I think I could live in Atlanta for a bit. Like I, I was telling Joy, I was like, I think I need to spend like three to six months there just to to develop a, a good relationships and network in Atlanta. It's 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 a vibrant city, and there's a lot of young hungry go getters out there who want to make things happen. And I know I just I just feel a, a good buzz about it, but it's like every time I come back to the come city. Come back home and you're just the like, city oh. of angels. There's nothing there's nothing like it. It just means you belong where you are. That's all that's all that is. And I don't fight it because when we were out there, Justin somebody asked us like, you know, would you guys be open to moving? And Justin said I'm more open than she is and it's not that I'm not open to it. I just haven't found anywhere that I feel like this feels more like home than home. This is where I want to you know, hang out for a while other than New York. And even New York, I'm smart enough to know that I could probably do only about a year. Yeah, I, love- I, I could do a year and then it'd be like, all right, I need to go back to California. Most, I love New York, but the thing I is, is I just need yards. And that's the thing I like about Atlanta is there's just a lot of space. There is a lot of space. There's and a lot of trees. And a lot so of greenery. Yeah. Like you can, you, you're either driving on the freeway and you're seeing nothing but green or it's like you're driving on the freeway and then you see the city. The downtown skyline, so you have that 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 feel of of L.A., but then you also get it's the forest. It's very, I mean, Walking Dead. That's like when I'm there, I think of Walking Dead because it's all it's set in Atlanta, and I know it's on the outskirts and then some in the city. But and I haven't watched the Walking Dead in many seasons, so yeah, I don't. I, I have don't, not watched. Any I don't episode, know what it looks so like now. Yeah, I was probably watching that back in like 2012, so it's been a while. But like even when I was there, and I, you know, you see like the trees with the skyline, I. Just, yeah, I think of Walking Dead. 
And we had one, we went to, we had a brunch, but we'll get to that in a second. But when we were leaving the brunch, it had us navigating or detouring through the streets. So we went from basically from Buckhead all the way out to damn near Douglasville where we were staying. And it was just nice to be able to go through all the the streets and see the homes. They were still million dollar homes, but the difference is those are like... Five million dollar homes, and I don't even know if they're homes that big in California. To be honest, oh, definitely, of course, they're homes that big. Where in Los Angeles? Yes. Oh yeah, like maybe like Calabasas or something. I spend. I have spent many of times. There's those. They're homes that big in the Hollywood Hills. I spend a lot of time on Redfin, and I will just look and be like, okay, so that's a ten million dollar home, a fifteen million dollar home. There's a hundred million dollar home in L.A. And with with massive amounts of space, ten thousand plus. The Aaron Spelling Mansion. It has I don't. To be there I Spelling don't know mansion. what mansion it is, but there there are plenty of homes in Los Angeles that are far bigger than what we saw, but they just cost a hundred times more than what they're listed for in Atlanta. That's the difference. It's not a, yeah. a space thing. I will say, like it does. You know, you can't help but when you're passing by these homes to say like. Oh, I could see ourselves like, you know, raising our kids and this kind of, you know, just my brain went there. But I know that there are places like that in California. Also, I I can't give up the ocean. There's just something about the ocean. And we've discussed this too. California is so liberal that I don't know if I want to adjust to anything else. It's not that I'm not open to it or I don't understand that there are different ways of thinking. But, you know, when you are a minority and you grow up around like super, well, not super, I didn't grow up, I guess, around super liberal people. But now that I'm I'm old enough to make a decision on where I want to live, I want to live where I am very widely accepted. And it's, for me, it's not even just being widely accepted of who I am. The thing I like about L.A. is there's like no judgment for you to live however, however you, you live. want to live. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like I feel that way about everybody, not just me. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do. I like that, you know, there's people of all kinds of walks of life, you know, the, from walks of lives. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, from on a class level, on a race level, on a religion level. Like I just... I really, I appreciate it. I feel it's like it gives pot. you opera. Yes, a true melting pot. It gives you opportunity to really learn about other people. So I, it's kind of the best you can get. Well, I won't say the best you can get because I do also think New York is another melting pot. Um, and I heard Toronto is also another melting pot. Toronto was on my list. Yes, even I though, really want to go to Toronto. Yeah, I, I know that's list. not the U.S. But I'm just saying, like, I think that it's a good place to be to learn about other cultures. Like, even the food that we have access to, like, so many different kinds of cuisine. I went to the gas station. No, not the gas station. Tell me about the gym. Okay, I'll tell you about the gym, but I want to tell you about the gas station. I went to the gas station in Atlanta, and I smelled barbecue. Like, there's just barbecue. And, like, where is... I didn't even see it. I just smelled hella barbecue. Uh, but no, I was in the gym in Atlanta, and this gym's <laughs> whole thing is, you know, no judgment, and I can get down with that. Like, I appreciate that you know you just let people come work out to go work out and the kicker is i showed justin the picture because it's advertised i showed justin the picture and he he couldn't figure out what was wrong with it he was like oh okay so advertised at the gym is you know one day they have pizza night (laughs) and then another day they have bagel morning both of these foods have zero nutritional value i mean like none at all And I'm like, what? Like, I understand no judgment. That's cool. But 
my, my whole thing about the gym is that's you're supposed to be health conscious at the gym. Reinforcing positive yes, lifestyle re- changes. Yeah, so like don't be like you worked out so you deserve this pizza or you deserve this bagel because that's how a lot of people get trapped. Be like you worked out so I'm going to show you how to eat healthy like here's this juice or like here's this like de- here's a delicious way to make salad so that it's not boring and you actually want to eat it. Like just help educate folks. Don't order pizza and bagel. I was so mad. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, no. Like, and Justin had talked about, like, oh, I could, I maybe we could move to Atlanta at some point. Like, I saw that and I was like, no, absolutely not. And you know, I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that. Oh, you're judging. You're no, definitely judging. No, because that stuff does eventually re your way of thinking gets reinforced by your environment. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I feel like Los Angeles is a very health conscious place to be. So, and, and health is really important to me. So I don't want to be fighting too hard against the grain with my uh, environment. If I have the decision to not. But imagine being the, the pizza delivery guy. It's like you pull up, you get a phone call. It's like, oh yeah, we like to order 25 large pizzas. And, okay, cool. We drop off, you pull up to the gym. I'm like, wait, we got here delivering 25 pizzas to the gym. It was funny, but I, it didn't cross my mind. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, that really is not a very smart marketing move but i guess in the south they like to eat you know, right just, that's the thing is like and but I, that is strange and maybe it's motivation to get people to the gym i don't know but the other thing that i thought about is like you feel sluggish after you eat those foods so like you have like a whole work anyway it was a thing i'm letting i'm releasing it but i just my, my whole thing it wasn't judgment it was wanting i it took everything in me not to go to the front desk and be like you know is there any other program that you can think of other than, you know, just to like help? Like, excuse me, I don't know who yes. is in charge of your marketing, but I yes. don't like it. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to be that person. But but out of a genuine place of wanting to help people, because I know that it can be a struggle for a lot of people to get themselves to the gym, to get themselves in shape. You know, it's not the easiest pursuit. So you would hope that your health club is helping you attain optimal health. That's well, I respect that. That's and awesome. if you are struggling with getting to the gym, I'm trying to tell y'all the weekly wellness newsletter. Oh my gosh. Coming with the plugs every single week. Well, what bars. I started doing too with the weekly wellness newsletter is because uh, uh, quite a few of you responded to the at home workout. So I've been incorporating full on videos of at home workouts so that you can kind of target different areas, do a full body workout. I think I'm going to incorporate more and more full body workouts because I think we're to this point now. I mean, we're more than halfway through. You've done all the other exercises throughout the year. So I'm incorporating uh, those at home workouts and and they're about 10 to 20 minutes, but maybe I'll start adding the longer ones in and maybe you only do it like twice a week or whatever, but those videos get you. They can get you, but an at-home workout does not compare to a gym workout. It doesn't. I respect the initiation. I, it is a good start, so I'm not knocking anyone. But an at-home workout does not replace a, a gym workout. There's just something. Well, the the equipment is is designed for like well, and the environment. You know. It's like you you relax in your home, you chill in your home. Now, if you had a dedicated workout room where you know this is where you got it in to make things happen, I can understand. Right. But my level of motivation of exercising in the home, the amount of space that I have, again, if you have a dedicated space or a bigger space than we have, right. it may make sense. But when I try to do things at home in comparison to the gym and then seeing other people working out, getting after it, like there's there's more motivation that goes it's, in it's to the gym than it is at home. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. But if, like I said, if you're not a, a big workout person and these weekly wellness newsletter 
exercises make a difference in your life. I'm not. They make a difference for me, especially when um, I remember back in in back in the day. I did uh, Jillian Michaels' 30 Day Shred. And I noticed bigger difference from that than what whatever I was doing at the gym. If you're doing the gym correctly, you should be seeing good results. But I was lollygag. And, you know, my dad calls them courtesy workouts. Like, you go to the gym because you know you're supposed to, but you're not really working hard. That's real. So, I, but, but the, these Jillian Michaels, 20, I think they were like 25-minute workouts. It's 20 minutes, but like, you know, 25 minutes with the warm-up and cool-down. Not that that's important, but... You know, twenty five minutes, and I'm I'm seeing like my waist slim down, my thighs slim down because I'm being very intentional about those twenty five minutes. So I'm I'm never gonna knock an out home workout if you're really any workout is beneficial if you're doing it to it's if you're doing it intensely. No, definitely. Yeah, I just prefer the gym. Yeah, because I, I my, my stairmaster, I, I can't get that at home. I just prefer the gym. You know, not have bagels and pizza. That's that's where I'm at. No, I understand. So Atlanta, we got to do better on the on the gym side when when it comes to to your offerings to your members. But aside from that, Atlanta treated us well. I, I went out there for a speaking conference, which was a really really intensive two day learning experience. I got to spend in depth time with my business coach. Yeah, we never really talked about like how the conference was. The conference was good. It was it was small, so it allowed for intimate learning and to to dive in. And you know what's interesting and I told my business coach this is like if you've ever heard me speak it's like I get on the stage and I deliver my message and I make things happen but for some reason when I'm in that type of learning environment it's like I forget everything that I'm supposed to know or supposed to say and then I get out here and feel so robotic and canned and I, and I just was, is it because you're trying to apply what they're telling I you I think so and, yeah. it, and it's like you go into the space it's kind of like for me it's like SAT testing it's like I go in here and I got like overthink it and I'm like, okay, well, I'm only as smart as I put on these answers and I walk into the conference like, okay, I need to be professional. I need to be stiff. I need to do things the right way, quote unquote, and I lose my natural ability of speaking. Yeah. Which is, I was so, I was stuffy and I was like, I don't understand what is going on. But it's like, if y'all call me right now, I'm like, Jay, I need you to deliver bars. Like I got you. But for some reason in that environment, wasn't happening. I, was, I was not delivering the way I used to. But nevertheless, it was still a very good learning experience. I enjoyed the opportunity, met some really good people. Anytime I'm in a new learning environment, I, I just I thrive off of it. I love being around people who are motivated, inspired, who continually are pushing the, the, the envelope and achieving success. And I, I don't, it, it, just, it just felt really good. So I enjoyed the, the conference very, very much. Yeah, I'm happy you were able to do that. I really am. I... I I just always think about when we were in college and you used to say, I want to be a motivational speaker. And so to see you take steps towards, you know, becoming the you that you've always wanted to become is really nice. And I mean, you're already speaking too. So it's like, but I, I know I know what level you want to be at. And I do, I do, I think you're on your way. So I'm very proud of you. Beyond Justin's conference, we actually ended up having quite a fun date day in Atlanta, which was really nice. We went to the Piedmont Park and we went to the ice cream festival. Which we, was at Piedmont Park. Yeah. Well, yes. But, and we were just going to go to Piedmont Park anyway, just to go. But uh, we did that. And then we went to the Ponce City Market. And then we went to like a pool hall later for a, like a double date of sorts. But it was interesting because, because we were away from home, we were out the entire day 
and we were able to just enjoy one another. Like, I had fun with you. Didn't you have fun? Yeah, it's always nice yeah. when you get out of your element because it yes. forces you to do things differently. Like, if y'all know me, when a 10, 11 o'clock comes around, Justin is ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And I was up 12, 1, 2, mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if I've seen 3 o'clock in the morning once mm-hmm. in Los Angeles this year. But here I was multiple nights. Oh, hey, I'm up. It's 1.30, 2 o'clock. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I also don't think we fully adjust, adjusted to... To the time. No, no. We, we definitely So, didn't. like, when you had to leave at 7, you were really leaving at 4. Like, you know, in, a, in California time. For like sure. I don't think... I don't... Yeah, we never fully adjusted, which is a blessing because we weren't gone long enough to have to do that. Um, but yeah, we just, we fully enjoy each other. And the Ponte City Market, so there, it's a roof, they have a rooftop there. The Ponte City Market? You keep saying I think, Ponce. I think it's Ponce. No, I think it's the Ponte City Market. I, people said Ponce, and really? I know somebody who has a last name Ponce, and it's spelled like that without any And I know tomorrow. someone I used to work with whose last name it's is Ponce. spelled, and it's called Ponce. Well, it's either Ponce or Ponce. Well, I'm going with the Ponte City Market. I want to say Ponce. That's my instinct, too. But the other people said Ponce, so I was like, all right, well, maybe it's Ponce, because... Anyway, we went and it, they have a they have a rooftop and this rooftop is super cool. You guys, they had miniature golf, a ski ball. You know those little things. That you it's like the to, arcade games. No, not arcade. Uh, carnival carnival games. games. There we go. Carnival. They had carnival games, a beer garden, another bar, and then a live DJ. Like, and it's fifteen bucks to go up there. I mean, you have to pay for. For like the the games, I guess too on top of it, but mini golf was just ten bucks. So we, I mean, but we had a good time. I was awful. I mean, really, really bad. <laughs> to the point, I mean, I think I got ten strokes on one of the holes. Yeah, your your putting game is is not. You didn't very even good. tell me the score. I didn't. I, I felt like it was no need. I think was it awful? Oh, it was horrible. I think I ended up beating you by almost thirty strokes. Yeah, but, that sounds about right. But but you you tried. It's a great date place. Hold on. Was I not getting played? Like, there was a couple times I hit and it would stop right before the hole. Was that, I not getting played? That's you, baby. Your, your skills are just not tight. No, that's okay. Not. We got we got to work on it. It's but funny. for those who live in Atlanta, honestly, it is a really good date spot. Yeah. Like, the fact you get to go all the way up, overlook the city of Atlanta, the weather was perfect, and I think they only did a live DJ on Saturday and Sunday if I read the, the signage correctly. So then only go then. Yes, but I mean, just a really, really good vibe, good energy, just just enjoyable. And then afterward, you know, you leave from the rooftop, you can go down and they have the different shops and different yeah. restaurants. Just a, a lot it's to cute. do. Explore. You know, Joy and I are, are big advocates of, of the day dates mm-hmm. where you can do activities, and you can just hang out and get to know the person that you're on a date with because you know when you're sitting across from somebody at, at at dinner. It's just the pressure is just so high. It's like okay, well I got to engage in a conversation with you for like two to three hours over dinner, and depending on the environment of the restaurant, it may add to the stuffiness of the conversation, and you may not really be a good conversationalist. So then you sit here and are struggling trying to carry the conversation. Where if you know you're not a good conversationalist, you can engage in, a, in, act, in an activity date. Mm-hmm. And you can go out and, and play some games, learn each other's personality. And you don't have to be stuck like, all right, I'm going to stare across from you mm-hmm. at this table and just try to dive into a conversation. Have you ever been in those moments when you're sitting there talking to somebody in the back of your head? You're like, oh, my gosh, what's going to be my next topic? I don't have a next topic. What am I going to yeah, do? Like this and then you have that five to ten second pause, and both both of you guys are like, damn, this is awkward. 
Do we keep going? Oh, so what are we going to order? It it just makes yes. things very awkward. Yeah, there's nothing worse than running out of things to say. Because, I mean, I think at that point, is it a compatibility issue, though? If at that point, I mean, and I know that, like, conversation, I guess, should isn't always the smoothest thing. But if you're both looking at each other like, man, I don't really have much to say to you. But again, it what goes, does that mean? I shouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say it's a compatibility issue. Because what happens if you have two introverts who are on a date? Or two people who are socially awkward on a date. I was going to say it's introversion doesn't have anything to do with it. You're right. So, okay, socially social, awkward. Socially or you're not awkward. really good conversation. But the thing is, I feel like a socially awkward person would say to another socially awkward person, like, hey, I'm really like awkward and so I just don't know what to say. And they would say the same thing. And you would like bond off of that. Okay, but what if you're really outgoing and then you ask someone on a date who's not a good conversationalist? And then they're sitting there stuck. Right. And yes, there could be a compatibility issue, but I think a lot of pressure comes when you're sitting across the table from somebody. It's just a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And then, and then the thing is, the goal is to get to know each other over this you know, short period of time, like over a meal or whatever. And I do think that when you're doing activities, you would get a better glimpse into people's personalities because it's, it's active. Like Correct. You're, you're doing things, people's guards are a little bit more, you know, there's uninhibited. Bi- there's built-in humor. There are yes. little quirks that you can find out. Yep. The sun is your savior. I'm really trying to tell y'all, the sun is your savior. No, no, savior. You gotta write a book. The sun is your savior. Yes. The, the pre- a dating guide to, it is. a practical the, dating guide for millennials. The pressure is down. You, you can be more casual. Like you can literally go on a date in a t-shirt and, and some joggers or some t-shirt and some shorts. You may be comfortable. Like I stay wearing shorts and a t-shirt constantly. To be able to go on a date and have that on, I'm in a place of comfort. If you go to a nice little restaurant, you may have to put on some jeans or some chinos and a button down, and right. that may not be your comfortable yeah. swag. And so you're already uncomfortable. Yeah, and a girl, you got to wear like some kind of dress or something. Yes, yeah. and you're trying to present your authentic self, but you are not even being authentic in the way you style and dress yourself yeah. for this evening. So again, you're just adding layers of of pressure yeah. that is not necessary so the sun is your savior go with the dates if you want to just do something fun let's go walk around like, even piedmont park like i'm low-key jealous we don't have a park like that in la like yeah. if you live in new york like okay we're just gonna go to to central park, to central park and we can walk around oh we can stop on the corner grab something to eat oh let's take this and walk around central park we can sit on the bench we can like there's just ways to engage like oh look at the tree mm-hmm. like, i got there's just there's something there's something to be said when you have other stimuli that are around you. You know what I just that thought you don't have about? to just focus on. Or like, imagine too, like you're in the restaurant, you got to be quiet. Like I'm loud as hell. Who said I want to want to contain my excitement? We have Griffith Park. I've never. Have we been to Griffith Park? We've been, but we don't go like that. But we have Griffith Park, and that's exactly what it is. Is it like is it like the other yes. parks? Okay, well maybe I don't I know if they go. have like water, uh, you know, like a, a lake or anything. But I think Griffith Park is kind of our equivalent. You, yes, but because we're we're in California, I think really the beach is that place. True, very so, true. So I yeah, I but I do I thought about that just now. I'm like, wait a minute, we have Griffith Park, and Griffith Park is huge. It's huge, but we just don't, we don't ever go. We it's, should go. It's, it's just, it's always one of those things. Like when you're out of town, you go explore the city. And yeah. then when you live in a specific city, you don't explore. Yeah. Like everyone we met up with, none of them had been to the rooftop at the Pond City Market. None of them. 
they were re- they recommended to us. It's like, oh, we've heard a lot of good things about it. We've been I to the market, but we know they had never been to the rooftop. Oh. Everyone that we talked to had never been to the rooftop. They've but we been probably to the market. Do that. That's probably like the equivalent of us doing some Los Angeles. Or like I said, like, oh, like, we've never to? been to the Hollywood sign. Like we yeah. never hiked the Hollywood sign. We did but like go for. Come, oh, you didn't go with me. No, I went for a hike to the Hollywood sign with one of my friends. But you too. got lost, didn't you? you got yes. to make it happen. My friend is. We are the most alike in that way, and I, we're so we're both just so awkward. And directionally challenged so so yeah and she actually is like such a nomad she travels the world and i just don't even know how i think the way that she does it successfully is like there's no goal in mind she's <laughs> like she's open to being wherever and that's where she ends up uh but yeah we were ho- hiking the hollywood sign for her birthday and it was it wasn't just us it was a group of us but we didn't make it to the sign we got lost so we just had to make our way back down the hill and, and we were hiking forever it felt like but Never literally everyone who comes into town, like they go to the Hollywood sign. And we've been in Los Angeles since 2011. And we grew up 30 miles outside of the city. So technically we've had our entire lives to do the Hollywood sign and we've never come. And I know there's so many people who spend a day or week it. here and then they go get it done. Yeah, I feel like people do Runyon though too. We've done Runyon. Yeah, we definitely have. But it's, and, like, there's just the more There's more exploring that goes on when you're out of town because you don't know how long you're going to be in the city or how long you're going to come back to this place. So you want to try to navigate as many things as possible. When you live in some place, you're like, oh, okay. You think you got time. You just take things for granted. Like we could tie this into dating. Like you're dating someone for years and years and years and you take the little things for granted. And then your relationship goes awry and all of a sudden, you're like, damn, like, I just got real comfortable and complacent in my relationship, and I didn't yeah. tend, tend to my garden. I, I, I just took things for granted, and now all of a sudden, you're, you're scrambling trying to make things happen. And yeah. we talk about that. That's why in a relationship, you have to tend to your relationship every single day to make sure you don't get stagnant in your relationship, specifically in your marriage. Like, it's so easy. Like, I spend every single day with you. I see you every day. I sleep in the, in the same bed with you every single day. Uh, you can just... Go on about it. it. It's one of those things. If you ever go into an environment, you, you become accustomed to, to the environment and the yeah. stimuli. You don't, you don't see things all the time. No. So it's easy just to bypass it. Like, oh, okay, it is But what that's it is. also why I think it's nice to leave home because you have a different appreciation when you come back. Like even, like I feel a, a different appreciation even for our marriage coming back. Just simply being outside of our environment and being able to bond it was nice. And I'm going to put Justin on blast. So Justin got a, he did, he did some work for a client and he got first class tickets to, uh, a round trip ticket to and from Atlanta. And so he f- flew first class there and we were on separate flights. And the plan was to fly back and he had a first class ticket and I was in coach and he was like, oh, I'm going to upgrade your seat uh, to more leg room. I was like, bet. Because that sounded amazing to me. Uh, and so we get to the airport this morning and Justin's like, oh, I need your license. And I'm thinking, oh, it's because he upgraded my seat. You know, he needs to like finalize some stuff. For some reason, I'm a bit clueless when it comes to the airport. I just like- <laughs> A I, bit? I, I'm Y'all, so do grateful. Not, do not navigate the oh airport with joy gosh. if you don't know what you're doing. Just traveling in general. Like, oh my You gosh. cannot be a confused traveler <laughs> traveling with joy because y'all will be hella confused. That's what I said and to will like, my friend. will likely miss a flight, miss your rental car, get lost, turned around, all kind of things. I'm just directionally challenged. So the, so the first friend I was talking about earlier, we always say like, we want to like, just like, it kind of like go out in nature and camp. And I, I always say to her, we, it can't just be the two of us because no. we would be the people on the news, like two hikers have been missing for like <laughs> several days and like, we can't find them. And we're over here like, 
did we make a left or a right up here? Like we just would be so lost. So uh, yeah, shout out to you for navigating all the airports. I really appreciate you. Even though LAX, I feel like I have a pretty good grip on because uh, I, I, got, I got to Atlanta okay. You did. But I did go the wrong way at first because uh, I, I have TSA pre-check and I went to the regular line. And then I like came back down the escalator. She said, oh, they sent you back down. And I went, no, I needed to go to TSA pre-check. And she goes, oh, you could have just walked around. I was like, I'm just going to go this way now. <laughs> it's too much. So, But anyway, Justin you know, does the whole thing. And then in, he informs me that I'm sitting in his first class seat. And he's going to take the, you know, extended legroom seat. And I'm like, no, because I try to fight him on it because, you know, Justin worked for that. And it's really been on his, I want to ride in the first class, sure. But it wasn't like something I was like dying to do. I was like, oh, it'll happen one day. But I wasn't like super attached to it happening. So, you know, I had fully accepted that he was going to be in first class and I'd be in, in an extended seat and coach. But he, you know, he, he, had, he had other plans. And he goes, oh, that was the plan off top. Like, he's like, if you think I'm going to ride in first class while my baby's in coach, you got another thing coming. So then I was like, well, then what I'll do is when they call me, I'll just go sit in my seat. And then he'll have to sit in this first class seat. But they never really switched our tickets. Really, they said, like, we just have to switch seats. Uh, so Justin had priority boarding. So he was able to sit in in the coach seat and I sat in first class, which by the way was awesome. It was awesome. There's so much room. Here's what makes me mad about first class. <laughs> that should be how everyone seats are. Like you should have leg room. You should have good service. You should have like, you know, ample access to the bathroom. Like just these shouldn't be things that you should be paying a lot extra for because it already costs between three and five hundred dollars to travel on average. That's just like Facts. that's just like a basic. Yeah, your average flight yeah. is going to cost you three to five hundred bucks. Yeah, like so, and I did. You know, for most people, that's not like oh, okay. I got that. That's easy. Like a lot of people are saving for flights or or you know on a hope and a prayer. And so for, to do that and to be squished like that. It really made me realize how squished you are. Oh, coach. High, how high-key disrespectful coach is? Absolutely. High, I mean, you're literally like sausaged in there. And even, you know, I was uh, a bit frustrated because, you know, in, I was frustrated in first class because I was in a window seat. I was trying to lean against the window, but these seats are so big that they're not even close to the window. <laughs> so I'm trying to lean on the window. You know, like in coach, the window's right there. You're like... <clears throat> Yeah, but in, in first class, I was really having to lean. It was hurting my neck. I was like, oh, I don't think the window is the move here. Uh, so I just ended up reclining and doing it that way. But in this way, the seats recline. It's like you're in a bed. Fantastic. I was, I, so I'm 100% grateful I had that experience, but I'm a little upset that that's not how it is for everyone. A little. But I'm glad you were able to enjoy first class. This is my first time flying first class as well, and I was not. Joy was really trying to fight me. Like, what kind of, like, the audacity that she thought that I was going to allow her to not fly first class when I had a first class ticket, like, that's... But I would have been okay with that. It it doesn't matter. I feel like you worked for it, and I didn't work for it, so I just didn't feel like... You know, there's not a working, there's not a working for it. You're my wife. We work towards something every yeah, single day. Yeah, and then when day. he said that, I said, well, then I guess in that case, I am putting in yeah, work. Yeah, you're putting <laughs> in work. I'm, I mean, it, like, again, who knows when the next time we're going to be able to fly first class. It may, be, it may be soon, but we had an opportunity where we were both on a flight together, 
And I had the opportunity to allow Joy to experience first class, and I was going to do it. I had it on the way there, and she can have it on the way back. No issues at all. And, I, and after the flight, I said, how did you enjoy it? And she said, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So we both got to check something off of our goals list at the same time without having to buy two separate first class tickets. So that's, that, that's what you do. But yeah, yeah, it's all about, that's what you got to do, fellas. Like, you want to just yeah. do a little something, something. Don't be out here flying first class with your lady and coach. Like, if you're, if you're that guy, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm, I mean, no, no, don't, no, you're an asshole. And this is an asshole talking. So I can come you're out not here. an asshole. I can be. So I'm, yeah. I, can rec- <laughs> I can recognize behaviors very fast. So yeah. sometimes you just, you just got you to gotta spoil. So I ended up spending the extra $40 to update Joy's seat to the extra leg room, and I slept comfortably. I had my legs fully reclined, and I've been saying for a while. Extended? Yeah, I've, I've been staying. <laughs> Your legs were reclined. <laughs> oh, I said my legs were reclined. My legs were ex- extended. My seat was reclined. Yeah. But I've been saying for a while that I'm done just buying standard coach seats because I don't fit. You guys know my legs just unravel. Mm-hmm. They're long and I just don't sit comfortably in a coach seat. Now if it's an hour, two hour flight, I can I can make do. But when you get beyond two hours, like my, my body just literally starts to hurt and shut down. And I've been saying like, okay, I'm not I'm gonna upgrade my seats, I'm gonna upgrade my seats, I'm gonna upgrade my seats, and I never do. Literally I never do. And this year, I told myself, I, moving forward, I am going to pay the extra $30, $40, $50 per ticket to upgrade our seat and sit comfortably. And just that, that $44 that I invested to upgrade my seat to a more spacious spot on the plane was definitely worth it. So if you're like me and you, fit, you don't fit, you're not comfortable when you're riding in planes, treat yourself. Just yeah. spend the extra forty dollars. Like if you really think about it, like you'll go to the bar right now and spend and forty dollars. It's it's like the same mindset when you have with buying an app. It's like oh, we we're so used to downloading free apps that if something is ninety nine cents in the app store, we we are just so appalled. Ninety nine cents? I'm not paying ninety nine cents for an app, or I'm not paying a dollar ninety nine for an app. But if you really think about it, it's like yeah, this is two dollars. Like, but you're ju- it's just so egregious in your mind that you're like, I refuse to pay $2 when there's all these free apps. And the same mindset goes when you're flying. Well, I'm just spending these $300 for a flight. I'm not spending an extra $40 to be comfortable. But then we'll go on vacation, and then we'll spend $40 to valet our car somewhere. Okay. Or we'll, go, we'll spend $40 to park our car overnight each night at the hotel. Because some hotels are reckless as hell when mm-hmm. it comes to parking your car. But we won't spend the extra $40 to upgrade. Get the leg room. To, to get the leg room. So yeah. it's like, I just want you to shift your mindset. Like when you, if you have those thoughts, like if you're yeah. that person, and this is speaking to someone who was definitely that person, just, just treat yourself. I'm like, glad you're done doing shift, that. Shift it. Like I'm, I'm literally yeah. done. I'm going to buy the ticket. I'm, I'm still going to always look for a discounted ticket. But it's like once I buy the ticket... I'm going to spend the money and make it happen. Especially now how they got this, the basic economy. Airlines are mad disrespectful mm-hmm. with, with how they, the amount of money that they're charging for the amount of room you get. So we are going to elevate our traveling game. And if you can elevate yourself and, and buy you a first-class ticket, hey, by all means. Yeah, I think everybody should experience it. Go ahead and, and spoil yourself and, and do that. But if you're not, just spend the extra, just spend the extra $40, $50 and enjoy your flight comfortably. You're, you're already hundreds of dollars into the trip. An extra 50 or 60 is not going to break the account. Yeah. It only costs like 120 both ways. But again, like save, save extra. Don't go out to eat for a week and you got that, that extra money right. that can go towards the flight. Right. 
The last thing we did in Atlanta was have brunch with our Love Jays crew. You know, we we love you guys. We said it plenty of times at the brunch, but it was so nice to put a face to some of the names. You know, we know people via social media, so it's hard to... You know, I mean, like, you kind of see their face in that little profile picture or pictures they post, but there's nothing like seeing the moving, breathing, walking, talking, you know, person. So it was just, it was really cool. We had a good conversation, got hugs, got pictures. It was great. It was really great. It was beyond great. Shout out to Dasha, John, Shelby, Matt, Charmaine, Kayla, Crystal, like, does that everyone? That, that was was that everyone? I think I think I named everybody. I know now I'm trying to go around. Kayla, Charmaine, Crystal, Dasha, John, Shelby, Matt. Yeah, that, that was everyone. Yeah. I believe that was everyone. We had just a really intimate brunch and we exchanged DMs and emails for like months. Mm-hmm. And which I felt like we've known who you were, but now we we got the opportunity to sit down and see you in the flesh was was so enjoyable. And the fact that we could just sit there, break bread and then talk about conversations from dating to relationships cuz it was nice cuz you had two couples there. One couple was just boyfriend and girlfriend, another couple was married. Not then, just boyfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend. You're just boyfriend and no, girlfriend. No, not, I know what you mean. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. It's not a. It's, I, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Married. Yeah, I'm not saying just like it's. It's not a. It's not Three important. Singles. But that's what yeah. they are. They're yeah, boyfriend yeah. and girl. You have boyfriend and girlfriend. Then you have engaged and you have married. I'm. I'm just stating the reality of their relationship. Wait, status. who is engaged? No, I'm no, I'm saying oh. those are the levels right. of a relationship All status. Right. I'll let you continue. Like you're Go correcting ahead. it as if I'm you lying. Get it past. You like get oh, it past. oh, they're just married. Well, yeah, they're married. Like that, that that's okay. the relationship status. But it was you. nice because we like again we had boyfriend and girlfriend, and then we had a married couple, and then we had three singles. So there was multiple. Each person was at a different point, whether within their relationship and all in the same age or in range. their in their dating life. But we were all at the same age. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was just a, a really really good environment. And I'm telling you, we want to do something like that more yeah. to be able to to engage with you guys. When we say like we want to meet, I love Jay's crew. Like this was it's it's not a joke. Like we are we're dead serious so shout out to the nine of you who came and, and hung out with us and just like again just to break bread and, and have a good time and, and talk about things in atlanta i know there was there was one question in particular that that really caught my mind um charmaine actually she asked she was saying when when do you when do you let the person that you're dating or on a date with know that you're looking for something serious and my response to the question was we, we are very, Joy and I are both very passionate and meaningful when we say you need to be intentional mm-hmm. about dating. But I, I warned against on the first date coming out and saying, I'm looking for something serious. I'm ready to be married. I'm looking for my husband or I'm looking for my wife. Right. Like I'm not out here trying to play games. And the reason why I say not to say that at, the, at, at, at Jump top. Street, yeah, off top is because there just becomes an added layer of pressure that then goes onto the conversation. It's like when you're on a first date or even a second date, you're still trying to get to know the person that you're dating or you're on a date with. So when you come in and immediately add, like, this is what I'm looking for, it's like you have just added unnecessary pressure to the situation. That person may also be looking for something serious, but they're trying to just make sure that there is some sort of vibe or some connection there before like coming out and saying... 
yeah, I'm looking for a wife or I'm looking for a husband. It's like, whoa, that was kind of a lot. You want time to establish if there's even anything there. Like yes. before you, yeah, you need to see if you're even compatible at all. If you, if you can keep the conversation going, if you find each other interesting. Um, and that that can take, you know, a couple of dates. You're allowed to have fun for a couple of dates. You don't need to be like, yo, I'm looking for a husband. So if you're not trying to be my husband, then... <laughs> Like, you need to step. I feel like everybody would step at that point. Everybody, me yeah. included. Yeah, because I, the other thing is that it, it implies that you're not really looking for a partner in that way. You're just looking for, Matt actually said this, you're looking for somebody to, to check, check a off, box. Yeah, check he a box. really broke that down nicely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I said that it just feels like, oh, okay, well, I have this void. You're going to feel it, or feel it, right? Or no, you're not? Okay, well, then I'm going to go. You know, it's just, yeah. it's too much pressure. It's just, it's hot water. So so if you're out there and you're dating and you want to, my advice was to be intentional yet relaxed. So, you know, you have your intention, sure, but give time to to get to know a person. So with whether that's one or two or three dates, cool. And just, I think you gave the time frame of a month. Like yeah, you've been dating for a yes. month. Maybe you can kind I, of- I, I said a one. month because you shouldn't be sitting here like, all right, well, it's been three months and I haven't really told them that I'm seriously looking for a relationship and they may just be out here trying to have yeah. fun. No, that's too long. But we've hung out a few times. We've caught a vibe. Everything's good. Like we're going to ask, oh, so you know, where do you stand as far as relationships? Are you looking for something serious? Are you just casually dating Mm -hmm. are you open to whatever and then you 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 bring in that conversation and you know when to bring that conversation and i think i said if the vibe is good you should be able to say that without any issue Mm -hmm. but at least you've allowed you've created an opportunity where both of you guys can get to know each other without any added pressure yeah like the dating's already like we say dating should be easy but we understand that dating is tough tough, and it's frustrating and and it could be challenging Mm -hmm. so if you're already entering a challenging situation to then add all this pressure to an already challenging situation you're just making it that much worse and then you add desperate energy to the mix Mm -hmm. like we know you all know are you my person yeah that desperate energy yeah you could feel it it's just like it's like a heat wave like good lord turn on the ac lord please it's too hot in here i was just trying to i was trying to be cool and relax and you just came out here with all of this heat are you my prince charming are you gonna be it am i gonna be in your castle yeah it's it's too much you've got to relax and i think that but it's it's easy for you know us to say relax right because we're, we're with our person i can understand that when you're out there and you're dating it feels like you know, you don't want to waste time because you're just so ready for your person. But you do have to not play the game, but kind of—I mean, for lack of a better, you know, phrase—at this point, you have to you have to play the game. I mean, it's not even a game playing. You're allowing yourself to get to know somebody. Yeah, I, so that's I, what I'm saying for lack of a better. Yeah, like, because I don't think you're not me, being play, manipulated. Yeah, manipulated. playing the game is going months without saying anything and then yeah. rolling the dice and hoping that it goes in your yeah, favor. Yeah, and also I want to say, like, if anybody, men and women alike, if you. Ask them, you know, hey, what's up? Like, what do you think? If they're saying, I'm just trying to have a good time right now or blah, 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 or I'm not looking for anything serious. And let's say a month in, you kind of are feeling this person and you think maybe it could be serious. If they tell you that it can't be or they don't want it to be, believe them. Yes. Move 
forward. And it's all good. Like, it's, it's yeah. nothing wrong. Like, okay, you were really cool. It's just a, we're, we're at different points right now. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for something serious, and I've really enjoyed this. You know, we stay in touch, and maybe who knows? Yeah. In a few like, months, you may, you may go on a few more dates with other people, and then in a few months, they circle back around and hit you and be like, hey, I just kind of, you know, I'd like to re-engage and take you on another date. And then the conversation may turn into something, something different. Something different, yeah. But it's like if you threw that pressure out there immediately, it's just it's an immediate turnoff. They'll, like, yeah, they, they're, no. they're not interested. They're not. If somebody came to you and they're a stranger, mind you, <laughs> like they're a full, full on stranger, and they said, "Hey, so I'm, I'm trying to get married and have kids. So, like, do you want to lock this down or what?" Like, you would be like, "No." Like, and Whoa, listen, I don't if even know your you. answer at this point would be yes, then you have desperate energy. Facts. You need to check that. Facts. You need to check that because you do not want to sign up for a life partner out of desperation. Mm. Go ahead and say that yeah, one more you again. You do not. You do not want to sign up for a life partner out of desperation. And I and I honestly think that's what happens when people With get a to a certain age. It's like, okay, I'm 30 years old or I'm 35 years old and I'm supposed to be married and have kids right now. So instead of settling with the person who's right for us, we settle for the person who's right in front of us. Yeah. And then we're upset when we're not compatible, things aren't going the way we wanted, and then we say, well, marriage is overrated. We don't like marriage. I see what everyone is saying. It's like, this shit is hard. It's tough. I liked being single. And I was like, no, you didn't, you didn't settle for the right one. You settled for the yeah. person that was right in front of you. Right. Can't have that. Very, right. very different. So don't blame marriage for your poor decision making. Yeah. I, you know, at the end of the day, I always come back to you. I mean, yes, I had to be patient through through dating you because, but but we were young. Yes, we were very young. Like I would not have been that patient. Hell no, you can't be in my adult no. life. Hell no, it's very different. It's, it's and I made easy. it very clear when I was done being patient. I think we were how old? Twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. Twenty three. Freshly graduated from college, and it was yeah. like the games are different. And I told him, I and at this point, you know, we had been together for four years. But I told him when we got back together, I said, "Hey, you know, if marriage is the goal, that I have no interest in being together." But we had put in time at Definitely. that point. Um, but but that was a good example of me being intentional and relaxed. I wasn't like, you know, I really want to be with you, but like, could we get married or whatever? Like, it was like, you know, like, this is what I, this is what these we're are looking my at. terms, yeah. Yes. And if you don't feel like you're going to be able to meet those terms, then let me go. Let That's me what go. you said. Yeah. I'm like, nah, hell no. Nah. Yeah, I'm out here holding yes. tight. I'm holding tight. But again, that was after four years. Like we were, we were in there tough. At that point, and again, we were young, so it's not the best example. But I think that yeah, if I not, were, you should not be waiting. No, not even like no. I said, you shouldn't be waiting six months. No, at, at a certain. I age. think if I were out there, and and again, I think that your energy is very telling, right? Not desperate energy, but if you're really locked into somebody, you're giving them your undivided attention. You are interested in them as a person. Like if you're if you're that kind of dater. Then people are going to take notice if they're if they're like, man, this person isn't all about themselves. Because I I really do think that's the key to dating, looking at it, not looking at like what what can this person do for me. Looking at is this a person that I can build with? Yeah, and who could compliment? Yes, yes. But I think that a lot of people approach dating like, what you want to add to, what you want to add to my life. Like, because there's a, there's again there's that there's that desperation. There's, right. there's like the the internal ticking. Okay, I, I have to. I have to be engaged, or I have to be married. I'm supposed to have a boyfriend. Yeah. It's like we just have these these pressures from yes. the outside world that don't really exist. Right. But we fall victim yeah. to their existence. Right. People aren't accessories. They just are not. And I think that when you are dating, you need to keep that in mind. And I know you logically know that, but you need to check yourself. 
because I think it could be very easy to get out there to be dating and then you can apply this sure like you know one or two or three times but by the fourth time you're probably like okay I'm done being patient now I don't I I don't want to be intentional and relaxed because it's been four months now that I've done this and you know but just you know keep keep going keep the faith be patient uh, your your person is out there and your person will appreciate your approach. And I know that, unfortunately, sometimes we have to weave through people that aren't our person and we like to call them lessons. You know, you might have a few <laughs> lessons to get through before you get to your person, but 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 it'll, it's all going to work out. You'll get there. What did Alicia, K, Alicia Key say? Yeah. Yes, I was burned, but, but I, I called it a lesson, lesson learned. learned. So if you're out here dating, make sure we don't come out there with, with desperate energy, but at the same time, we are intentional about our yet movement. Relaxed. Yes, uh, yet yes. relaxed. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.